had a rough night. Had a rough night last night, and uh, like I was watching, I was watching football really, really late last night, and it kind of affected my sleep schedule today. Where, where is my lighter? I'm trying to light my candle here. I'll find it. I'll find it when we get to the podcast or when we go deeper into the podcast. But it's like, you know, I was watching football until like two, three o'clock in the morning last night. I was just kind of like, I wanted to see some of the, uh, some of the games that were just on and things of that nature and what, you know, like what, what certain people wanted to watch or whatever, or not even wanted to watch. It was just like the NFL network just had a bunch of games that were on. I cannot find my lighter. All right. looks like I'm not going to light up, but, um, oh no, there it is. But like I was watching football games, there's my Rubik's cube, but I was watching like football games late into the light the night last night just trying to learn more about the sport and things of that nature and I got like super I, it was late it was like five o'clock in the morning when I went to sleep and um you know here we are once again super late super late podcast I'm super tired I like I was exhausted at the uh you know like at like six o'clock and then I slept until like nine or ten or something like that I want to go to the eye doctor to get like new glasses or whatever but I apologize for long story short. It's like, I'm tired and you know, I'm late, I'm late, but I apologize for that. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't really like to be this late, but it was just, I was so, fr- I was wiped out. I was so wiped out at the end of, at the end of today. Anyways, I'm 24. This is my podcast as usual. 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. We're back. Once again, really no intro music, no like hyphy intro or whatever. I'm just, I'm not in it today. Let me take a swig of water really, really quickly. Hold on. Mm. I also have like some Arizona tea as well. I ate some pizza and that's like all I ate today. I ate like pizza and I drank some Arizona tea, and that's literally all I had to eat. Mm. Sorry about that. I just got to get hydrated. I'm so freaking, I'm so freaking hot. Ugh. <clears throat> so, today is kind of like a weird day today because it's not going to be the, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a weird day today because it's not going to be like, where we talk a lot about the draft, we're not really going to talk a whole lot about, you know, other things. Like, we, we kind of last week, to kind of end the week off, last week we kind of looked at tiers of NFL teams and things of that nature. And we kind of just had S tier all the way down to F, all the way down to failure, or D, I forgot what it was. It's kind of, like, we're not going to do that this week. I kind of just have, like, some topics and things of that nature to talk about. Uh, for maybe a, for about an hour to an hour and a half, and then we'll fucking peace off, peace out, right? <clears throat> so where do we start? Where do we start? Okay, so round Saturday, right? Saturday, Sunday night. I'm watching football. I, I've been watching football a lot. I've been watching. I've been trying to get way more in tune with watching football and stuff like that, so that way I can analyze the game better. I'm just putting in time watching it, right? So, 
I'm watching football Saturday and I'm watching Cincinnati versus Jacksonville. And I have this like kind of epiphany about Cincinnati. And I'm like, I'm not sure how much I like the Jamar chase pick. I'm not like, I wasn't really that big on it draft night. Like even, even instant reactions. I was like, I was super high on him. I'm, I'm, I'm high on like, I'm high on Jamar chase, but it's just like, it's kind of like, it's, it's the analogy that I constantly use. It's a, he's a great player, but it's a bad pick because they needed Panay Sewell. And once I was watching them play up against Jacksonville and I saw like how many times Joe Burrow got sacked, like he got sacked like 14 times in like three or four weeks. I was like, yeah, you guys probably should have gotten like the best tackle in the draft or one of the best tackles or one of the best players in the draft as well. And they just did not get one of the best players in Panay Sewell in the draft. They all they got a, uh, they got one of the best players in the draft in Jamar Chase. But again, it's like they need they kind of need to help him protection wise. And then I saw like some of the routes that Cincinnati was running, and I was just like, like it was a lot of back shoulder fades. It was a lot of hey, we're just gonna use our really really big receivers against your really really small corners, and we're just gonna go over the top, and we're just gonna own you there. And then it kind of, like, that was essentially their scheme, right? They did it with T. Higgins. They did it with A.J. Brown. And I'm just like, uh, Jamar Chase is like six foot one, maybe six feet tall. So he's not like a big wide receiver. But, uh, I mean, he's tall. You know, he's six feet tall. But he's not like ginormous or whatever, right? But it's just, just like, ugh. Like I, like, I despised how Cincinnati went about playing offense um, <clears throat> early on in the season, I watched a little bit of their later games and stuff like that, but it was like, and they were way better on offense than they were at the beginning of the season, but still good God, man, they were awful, awful. Their route combinations. Like I get Zach Taylor being on the chopping block. I really, really fucking do. And <clears throat> I kind of like, I've been kind of talking about it with the bears a lot. I've been saying like, you know, the, the good thing about the bears is that if you have Justin Fields now, you have your quarterback for the future. I, I really think that Justin Fields is the Bears quarterback for the future, right? Also, the good thing is, is that you're in prime position to get one of the most underrated, not sought after head coaches, in my opinion, in, in recent memory, being obviously Eric Bieniemy, right? Because people still didn't hire him after going to two Super Bowls and winning one in the span of two years and going to three AFC title games and Apparently, nobody cares about winning and good offenses. Apparently, everybody just cares about, hmm, I like people that that I like, and they don't care about winning at all, which isn't a surprise when you consider some of the teams that hired coaches this year being like Atlanta. They've never won a Super Bowl. Uh, The Denver, not the Denver, but the Detroit Lions, never won a Super Bowl. Chargers, never won a Super Bowl, as far as I know. Maybe they have, but I know like Detroit and the Atlanta Falcons, I don't think they've ever won a Super Bowl. But it's like, you know, they get guys that they like. They don't get people that they can actually, you know, win football games with. So in the case of like, in the case of like all these football teams, it's like, you know, if you're the Bears, potentially Eric Bieniemy could be in, you know, could be a a, a Chicago Bear. And um, also, more importantly than that, wrapping around back to the Bengals, he could also be a, a Cincinnati Bengals as well. And uh, I like I, I don't know about the possibility. I, I mean, but it's like the Bengals should be targeting Eric. Every every single team, because the the Chiefs are gonna win like ten to fourteen or how, I mean, there's seventeen games. The schedule will be will be released on Wednesday, 
But it's like teams should 1,000% be targeting Eric the enemy this season. And if they don't, it's like, well, we know who's going to win and who's going to lose next season. But, um, yeah, it is a big deal. It is a 1,000% a big deal that the Bengals didn't get a tackle when they definitely could have. But at the same token, it's not like they got a bad player. It's just like they didn't get the player at the position of significant need. And then people are going to talk about, well, 24, they just got Jackson Carmen. Jackson Carmen out of Clemson sucks, bro. It's like, again, I watched Cincinnati this weekend. Cincinnati was terrible in pass protection. Like Joe Burrow had to fucking run for his life this weekend. I, I was shocked and surprised at how pitiful they were at pass protection. And then it's like, you remember that they just gave up like, Andrew Whitworth a couple of years ago to go off to play in LA and he's going to Super Bowls and he's you know in a far better situation than he was ever in with Cincinnati so you know you get it but you also don't get it at the same time because he was one of the best left tackles in the league so Joe Burrow I I don't know man the Bengals are kind of a weird team right now where I kind of have them as like a fringe playoff team, to be honest with you right now, but the Bengals are like, you know, in this weird situation where they're like, you know, they don't have anyone to protect Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow is probably going to get killed again this year, to be honest with you, especially playing in the AFC, AFC North and playing up against, I mean, doesn't he play up against, who does he play? He plays up against either the, who, who do the Bengals play? I don't have the schedule, obviously. Let me just kind of Google the Bengals schedule this year. Who do they play, Bengals? Who do they play up against this year? And um, we'll be talking about the schedule on Wednesday or whatever, but, it, like, we're not going to, like, I'm, I'm not going to watch, like, the live broadcast of them, like, releasing the schedule. I'm not going to do that shit. The, uh, the Bengals, they play up, oh, shit, they play up against the NFC North. So that's Zadarius Smith and the other Smith guy. Then it's also Khalil Mack, and then it's also Daniil Hunter and Romeo and Julian Aquora, I think, and uh, Trey Flowers and a whole bunch of really, really good pass rushes in that division. And then they go up against the Browns twice with Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett. And then they will also go up against the 49ers as well with Nick Bosa. So... Like, yeah, probably should have gotten him a fucking real tackle instead of Jackson Carmen, bro. But, you know, I was like, like, I don't know, man. Bengals are, ugh, Bengals are in a really, really shitty situation, man. They really, really are. Because they just don't have any pass protection for Joey B. But we'll see what happens. You know what's ironic, right? Something a little bit ironic. I'm watching, I'm rewatching another game that I saw on Saturday. I'm watching Detroit versus New England, like 2010, right? This is obviously 11 years ago. And Dominican Sue, I think, was just like a really, really young player in the league. And it's like he fucking destroys Tom Brady. And the, and the Detroit Lions do as well. Like they, the entire team destroys him. And specifically, it's like and Dominican Sue was like so violent with Tom Brady. Like he grabbed him almost by like inside the jersey. And this was before they had those like really, really tight fitting jerseys. You know, that didn't really break away and weren't really loose or whatever. Or were really, really loose, excuse me. This is before they got the uh, the non-breakaway jerseys, excuse me. So, like, he when he rips Tom Brady down, he, like, rips him down by his, like, right shoulder sleeve. And you can see, like, all the shit inside of his shoulder pad and stuff like that. I thought, 
like for two seconds he had a horse collar tackle and it's like no he just violently pulled brady's ass down it's like it's funny how it goes from like him pulling brady's ass down to him pulling down brady's opponent's ass down ass is down as well anyways Bengals. i don't know Bengals are kind of in a weird spot i know i've been talking about a lot of other football teams and things of that nature but i talk about things that fascinate me i thought like and it's like with the cincinnati Bengals, i see so much potential in joe burrow and i'm just like fucking just please protect him you know just just do that man like the reality of the situation is like i think joe is better than baker mayfield i don't think he's better than lamar but i think i think joe is like the second best quarterback in that division and he plays on like the worst football team and it's like I can only imagine if they had, like, if they had just sold their souls for tackles and for, like, offensive line. Like, I remember Max, like, Max Kellerman, I don't watch a lot of first take, but Max Kellerman is, like, so spot on and right about this. Where he talks about how, like, certain teams will rebuild their offensive lines, like, if they dedicate the the resources to do it within a span of a year, man. Like, in this draft, they could have had Panay Sewell or Rashawn Slater or Elijah Vera Tucker in the first round. I'm referring to the Bengals, obviously. And then they could have gotten Creed Humphrey or they could have gotten Landon, Landon Dickerson. I don't know the status of the Bengals center, but I'm assuming he's not better than, you know, Creed or, or Landon. And it's like, I don't understand why, like, I don't understand why teams aren't prioritizing that position more and they're prioritizing positions like wide receiver. I love wide receiver. But if it's, like, if you're telling me, like, I have to sell out my offensive line over wide receiver, I'm selling out. I'm, I'm, I'm not selling out. I'm not selling out for a wide receiver. I'm selling out for an offensive tackle and a quarterback. And it's like, I, like, I don't get it, man. Like, I don't get it. Like, did Zach Taylor not watch what happened last year early on with Joe? It's like, does he not realize that the reason why his quarterback got hurt was because you guys couldn't protect him? Like, that shit does not make sense to me. And I was just watching in horror on Saturday. I was like, good God. Like, Joe Burrow's getting blasted by all of these, like, by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's just like, the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't even a, a good pass-rushing football team. I don't know. But maybe maybe things changed. I didn't really watch a whole lot of late-season Cincinnati Bengals, so maybe their pass protection got better. But it's like the the Bengals versus the Jags. I was like, holy shit, man. You guys are getting smoked by the Jags? Oh, God. I couldn't believe that shit. I was like, I'm up. I can't stand this. Can't do it. Won't, don't want to. Mm. Hold on. I'm like, I'm drinking a whole bunch because I'm like super dehydrated. I also, ironically enough, it's like I'm, my mouth was like cotton mouth. It's like dry. But I also have to pee as well. Isn't that ironic? But no, it's like, you know, the, the Bengals, <clears throat> they fascinate me because I don't, like I could see them, I could see, well, I, I mean, just kind of taking a look at their schedule. It's like, I don't necessarily know if they will be a playoff team this year. But it's like, I think I like Joe Burrow a lot, man. I mean, everybody likes Joe Burrow, but I like I really, really like Joe Burrow. Like I was like the Bengals were god awful. They had no business. They had in some of the games that they were, and he was a fucking rookie, and he started week one 
game one, and he was, like, really, really awesome. Like, the two quarterbacks that I really came away with, like, like some people were, like, low on Justin Herbert, and they said, like, oh, man, he's just a 20th pick overall. And I was like, that's dumb. But it's like I'm super high on Joe and Justin and even Tua as well. I, I really, really like Tua's game as well. He, he's gotten some shit flung at him that I think is just ridiculous. But it's like Justin and Joe and, I mean, they're just fantastic football players, man. And it just, it weirds me out to see, like, their teams not prioritizing those two players and not prioritizing those two positions. It, like, it fucking blows my mind that they're just like, yeah, we won't fucking, we won't fucking, like, protect those guys. The Chargers kind of did this year with getting Rashawn Slater, but it's just like, Jackson Carmen is a stupid pick to me, and Jamar Chase, as much as I love him as a wide receiver, and as much as I love the wide receiving position, I'm like, hey man, he's not going to block Nick Bosa this year as Darius Smith. He's not going to block Khalil Mack, who I'm watching. I'm re-watching the, uh, I'm watching so much damn football that I'm re-watching like two games at the exact same time. I'm watching like the Bears versus the Bucks last season, where the Bears beat the Bucks, and then I'm watching uh, New England versus Detroit on Thanksgiving. And it's like I'm watching fucking Khalil Mack throw around Tristan Wirfs like he's a freaking toy truck. You know, when, when we got a fucking Mack truck out there in 5-2, just absolutely decimating the uh, the uh, the Bucks offensive line. I mean, it was ridiculous what the uh, the Bears did to the Bucks on, I think it was Thursday Night Football. I was so excited to watch that football game, and then I was so disappointed. And it was like it was the game where Tom Brady didn't know what down it was. I was like, oh, that's not good. I was like, oh, that's not good at all. <clears throat> Anyways, something that I kind of saw about, like, Rich Eisen. Today he was asking um, Joel Klatt a question about, like, whether or not one of my favorite quarterbacks in this year's draft, Kellen Mond, will, um, like, like he was like, you know, like, it's a, it's a done deal, right, Joel? Like, Kellen Mond won't start this year, right? And Joel Klatt was like, no, like, like, I think that, Kellen Mond could 1,000% start this year. And um, I think so as well. I don't necessarily think that Kirk Cousins will be beaten out in training camp by Kellen Mond. But, for example, like, I want, I want to see this breakdown. Let me kind of, like, let's actually be accurate here. Let's, let's look at the Vikings' schedule from, like, last year. I kind of want to look at, like, what exactly happened. Unlike pro football reference, hold on. Pro football reference. All right, cool. So, <clears throat> I, I kind of just want to see their schedule breakdown. Here we go. Okay, so they lost three in a row to Green Bay, Indianapolis, and Tennessee, right? Then they beat Houston. That's a no-brainer. Then they lost two more games against Seattle and Atlanta. And then they won three straight against Chicago, against all of their divisional opponents. So Green Bay, Detroit, and then Chicago. And then they lost against the Cowboys, won against Carolina, Jacksonville, gimme games. Then they came back and lost against Tampa Bay, Chicago, New Orleans, and Detroit. Or not Detroit. Um, they won against Tampa, Chicago, and New Orleans. And then they won their season. I got a burp. Excuse me. They won their, um, their final game against Detroit, which I actually saw as well last night as well. I watched like six hours of football last night. I am pooped. 
I'm all footballed out, you know? <clears throat> but I kind of want to see Kirk Cousins' breakdown, right, in these games. So let me kind of see Kirk Cousins. Do, 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 do. Let me see his game logs from 2020. And then we'll kind of take it from here, right? So we're again, we're talking about whether or not Kellen Mond can come in and start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like... I'm like, I'm looking, like, his passer rating was, like, through the roof. It was, like, 105.0. But then it's, like, I look at, like, how the fuck does he have, like, a fucking 90.4 when he has three touchdowns and three interceptions against that, uh, against uh, Atlanta, and they lost it 23 to 24? Let me actually take a look at this game. Atlanta 23 to 24, and let me see the actual scoring breakdown. Yeah, they scored this. This is a bogus passer rating. The ninety point four. He should have had like a sixty or a seventy because he scored like sixteen points in the fourth quarter. And then I'm like, how does that? How does that even compete? I don't understand that at all. But could I, for example, okay? And then he got like a fifteen. How does he have? How does he have a hundred and five? That doesn't make any sense. That does not make any sense whatsoever. I don't know. Like I feel like, like some like for his best games, his passer rating is like through the roof, and then in his worst games, like he only had one bad game where he didn't have a high passer rating, and that was against Indianapolis. But it's like his passer rating average is bad. Like I don't know how they calculated this, but this isn't good at all. But um, <clears throat> let me let me also see this game, the Seattle game, when they score a bunch of points. Oh no, it was they were pretty consistent. Seattle. Oh, I remember this game because yeah, it was like. Sunday Night Football. That game was actually kind of close, the Seattle game. But, um, yeah, I mean, I could see I could see him getting – I could see him fucking leaving – or not leaving, but I could see him not being the starter. Maybe not week one because that's what was kind of being talked about was whether or not Kirk Cousins could be the starter week one. But I think there's a, a great chance that he could not be the starter like – week 10 week 11 week 12 because i think kellen mond will be better within the next couple of years and the thing about kirk cousins right that everybody forgets like a couple of years ago and as much as people don't want to admit that stefan diggs was right about this he was 1000 percent right about this to talk about kirk cousins and he's like bro like i don't like i this guy is is like is is not throwing me the football or he is terrible at his job i forgot what the the actual like disagreement was over with, but I mean, he was like running, he was like talking, talking and like showing Adam Thielen how to run routes. And you could like tell that Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs were just like, they were so fucking done with Kirk Cous with Kirk cousins that it was just like, I don't even, I don't get why the Vikings didn't move off of Kirk cousins before. Like Kirk cousins to me is just like, he is a good quarterback, but he will never be anywhere. And he relies so much on everything around him. Like, it's like he's a good quarterback if you give him everything that he could possibly want. But he will never be in that great category. He will never be in that elite category. To me, he's not a top 10 quarterback. To me, he's like 13th or 12th, maybe even 14th overall, in my opinion. And, like, looking at his individual game breakdowns and things, there's no reason for him to have a shitty game against Indianapolis. There's no reason for him to have a shitty game against Tennessee, right? I mean, they should have smoked Tennessee. 
I mean, he had like again, like I don't, I don't understand how, like, like sometimes pass rating is calculated in, um, in like incorrectly, and other times it's calculated correctly. Like, I don't understand how a quarterback can have like a six, have can have like below sixty percent completion percentage and have a significantly above average passer rating at like ninety six point four. Blows my fucking mind. Um, I don't know who's calculating Kirk Cousins' passer rating, but you are wrong. And then you had two sacks as well. It's like, and they lost the football game. I just, I like, I, I, I don't get that at all. I don't get that at all. <clears throat> really don't. But, I mean, again, this is my opinion. But yeah, Kirk Cousins could be out. I wouldn't be surprised. And also, Kellerman could be in. Wouldn't be surprised as well. I mean, they were seven and nine last year. They didn't make it to the playoffs. Like they had all of the 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 talent and the opportunity on the planet offensively to get some shit done, but they just they just never did. They just never fucking did. So, for me, like, I I mean I'm out on Kirk Cousins. I miss him to be honest with you playing in the NFC East because he was a guy that everybody in the NFC East kind of beat up on and stuff like that, including his own football team. But in the, like, in the scope of Minnesota, like, a couple of years ago, right? Remember what the discourse, remember what the the conversations about the Vikings um, was or were? The, the conversations were essentially, hey, guys, like, if the Vikings get a, a actual quarterback instead of Case Keenum, then the Vikings will be a, a Super Bowl contender in no time, right? Because they went to the NFC Championship game with, um, with Case Keenum, right? And now couple of years later it's like they're not even making it to the playoffs right this is what i'm talking about where it's just like i don't i don't like the whole conversation around kirk cousins he's had good players around him and things of that nature uh but he just can't fucking he just can't put it together for some weird reason and i know people are going to talk about his completion percentage and his statistics and things of that nature i think his statistics are skewed mightily mightily in my opinion at least yeah, you know, that's just my opinion. And then on top of that, it's like, let me take a look at my water. And then on top of that, right, like a game like Green Bay, right, where he has like an 80% completion percentage, it's 78.57, extremely above average. It's like unheard of numbers, right? He has like 160 yards and one touchdown, right? And he has like a 138.1 passer rating, right? Which is fantastic. It's great. But then you like look at <clears throat> his yards, which he only had 160. And then you look at the score. It was like 28 to 22. If I press on this game, which we will, I like without even looking at this game, because I don't know that much about, sorry about my microphone squeaking. I don't know like, like that much about Minnesota Vikings football, but I can probably, like, garner that Dalvin Cook popped off and had, like, a three to two touchdown game, probably somewhere close to, like, 150 yards. And um, he probably just popped off against the Green Bay Packers. Am I wrong? Yeah, I'm right. He, like, had 30 rushes, 163 yards, three touchdowns. He had a long rush of 37 and he even caught a receiving touchdown. So he had a four-touchdown day against Green Bay. And I was just like, I knew. The only touchdown that Kirk Cousins had had was with to, um, to Dalvin. 
So it's like, yeah, like I, I knew that Dalvin Cook was going to pop off. And Dalvin Cook had like 1,500 yards or something ridiculous like that. How many yards did Dalvin have last season? How many yards did he have? He had, yeah, he had 1,500, and he also had 16 touchdowns. So Dalvin Cook popped off last season, and their offense was featured around him. And when he popped off, so did Kirk Cousins. But when he didn't pop off, it was kind of a, tra- uh, a tra- travesty. Excuse me. So could I see, like, Kirk Cousins being benched? Absolutely. Um, I mean, that that's obvious. I don't know how much. But it's like, again, like, it, it, it kind of circles back to, to what I was talking about a couple of minutes ago where I was like, you know, Stefan Diggs was right, right? Stefan Diggs goes to a different quarterback and plays not like marginally better, but like significantly better, right? Like Stefan Diggs led, I don't know, he didn't lead the league in receiving yards, right? But it was like career highs. He had like, I think almost 2,000 yards in the regular season and in the, uh, the postseason, like combined. He had... 127 receptions. He was like a true number one, right? And when you consider like he only had one season where he had over 100 receptions and that was 2018. And then last year in 2019, he had 63 receptions. It's like he was absolutely right. Some people in Minnesota are going to cry about it. But Stephon Diggs was 1000% fucking right to fucking leave the Minnesota Vikings because he was right. Like he was like, yeah, you guys are kind of like, you know, not kind of, you aren't using me properly. I should be the feature of this offense and I'm not. I should be getting a shit ton of targets and I'm not. I'm not getting a whole bunch of touchdowns and I'm not. And then he goes to the Bills and then they become a playoff contender. Not a playoff contender, a Super Bowl contender. They almost went to the Super Bowl. They played in the AFC Championship game, bro. Like people from from Minnesota aren't going to like to hear that because they're like, Stefan Diggs was a diva, but he was fucking right. Your quarterback Literally, you guys did not go to the playoffs. And some people, like, I get it. They don't like being told that they're wrong and things of that nature. They would like to have things told to them nicely or whatever. But it's like, like, if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan and you, like, clapped when Stefan Diggs, uh, like, went away from the team, then I'm sorry, you're a fucking idiot. Like, your team has not been relevant for decades and you guys traded away Randy Moss to Oakland. Oh, but he was at the end of the, his career and he wasn't as good. And it's like, well, maybe get him another fucking quarterback and see feature your offense around him, right? Oh, we're not going to use Stefan Diggs. We're going to trade him away to fucking, to fucking uh, the Bills. And some people are going to say, but, but what about Justin Jefferson, right? What about Justin Jefferson? Because Justin Jefferson is awesome. You're missing the point, right? The point is, right? Stefan Diggs probably would have been better in this offense because of Adam Thielen and also because of Dalvin Cook. And also those guys would have actually have fucking benefited from him as well because he's Stefan Diggs, because he's one of the best wide receivers in the in the in the league, right? Justin Jefferson, I love Justin Jefferson to death, but there is something to coming out of nowhere, essentially college, and coming into the league and dominating the league. Do I think not Stefan, Justin Jefferson will have 1,500 yards next year? No, I don't. I don't think so. Or 1,400. And it's not because he'll have a sophomore slump. It's because, like, teams will adapt to him as a football player. Teams will look at his tape, especially teams within his division, see what he does well in college and in the pros, see what he didn't do well, and they're going to fucking attack him at what he doesn't do well and run away from what he does do well, right? Love Justin Jefferson. 
But it's like literally you could have had a player that, in my opinion, is better in Stephon Diggs. I mean, the guy played with like a torn quadru- quadrupec or something like that? Quadrilep? Quadricep or something like that? I don't, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But it's like the fact that like Minnesota Vikings fans were like applauding Stephon Diggs leaving was like a fucking joke to me. Please tell me they play up against Minnesota this year. Oh, my God. I would absolutely fucking love that poetic justice. Oh, my God. Please let Stefan Diggs play in fucking Minnesota this year. I would love that. Let me look up the Bills schedule. I don't know if they do. Bills schedule 2021. They may? No, 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 no. We just went over this. The, uh, the AFC North plays up against... No, the, yeah, the AFC North plays up against the AFC, the NFC North. So he's not going to play up against the Bills. Or not the Bills, the, um, the fucking, <clears throat> the fucking, uh, the fucking, I don't know, the fucking Vikings. Yeah. Yep, that sucks. That would have been fun. That should be a Sunday night football game. Because, by the way, for every Minnesota Vikings fans, uh, fans out there, the Bills would 1,000% smoke you like barbecue chicken every single, every single fucking time they would play you. Like, every single time. It would not, they, like, Minnesota fucking lost to Dallas this year. I just want to, like, express that. Like, they lost to fucking Dallas this year, and Dallas was so fucking garbage last year, and they lost badly against them. Like, some people are going to say, well, it was close, it was close. It was close with, like, Andy Dalton in Minnesota. Get over yourselves. Like, oh, my God, Minnesota as, like, a football team pisses me off because of, like, their fans and Stephon Diggs and, like, how, like, just ridiculous the fans are with, like, how they were, like, like, I saw so many Minnesota Vikings fans, like, fucking clap it up for, um, let me, let me, let me, like, no, no, I don't need to look it up, but they were, like, clapping it up for, like, Stephon Diggs being traded because they were, like, he's the diva, he's the problem, we finally got rid of the problem, right, and then it's, like, he goes to fucking a better football team with a better quarterback, and it's, like, oh, my God, he is way better on this football team, and they even featured a passing attack with him, and they completely abandoned the run, and they went to the AFC titleship game, it's, like, it's all, it's almost as if it's, like, we're in a passing league and things of that nature, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to me. Anyways, let me take a swig of my water. It's ridiculous. Oh my god. Like, fucking blows, blows my fucking mind. How, like, asinine that is. Oh yeah, like, uh, you know, just, you know, just uh, Stefan Diggs, one of the best wide receivers on the draft, is just like, fucking, not one of the best wide receivers, but Stefan Diggs should just fucking be punted out of, uh, out of Minnesota. Such a dumb decision by them. Oh my God. <clears throat> oh my God. That was so dumb. Anyways, we'll see what happens with Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. We'll see what happens, uh, with them. But yeah, I would 1000% start Kellen Mond. 1000% start him over Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> One thousand percent. And you know what's so weird? It's like I don't. You know what also is weird? Like I'm I'm looking at his numbers too, right? And it's just like 
Kirk Cousins threw for like 40, you know, to be fair, to represent like the op, both sides of the, of the coin, right? In the first half of the season, he was throwing only like, what was it? Only like 20 to like 30 times, like 25, 26, 27, 22. And then like a big game was like 39 and then 36 and then 14, right? And then 20. So those are like half of his season's attempts, right? Not completions, just attempts. He completed only 30 attempts twice in eight weeks, right? And then it's like he fucking, like it's like completely the opposite of that same coin where he then pops off and he then goes from throwing like 20 to 30 times a game to like it being 36, 30, 45, 43, 37, 35, 41, and like 40. He never attempted after the eighth week of the season 20 targets. And it's just like their offense is just all over the place. They couldn't find a way to actually win football games. They tried to run the football at the beginning of the season. That didn't work. They then threw the football a lot of the times during the season. That didn't work either. They lost a bunch of games at the back half of the season. And it's just like, I mean, I... Dude, like, Minnesota, Minnesota's fucked next year. Holy shit, are they fucked. God help you if, if Justin Fields comes online next year, which if he doesn't come online next year, he's going to come online the year after, right? So if he doesn't come online this, maybe not next year, but like this year. If he doesn't come online this year, he's going to come online next year. He's going to be a good quarterback for that football team next year, right? With Khalil Mack, with maybe Akeem Hicks. I, they, they need cornerback help. They need a lot of help on defense in the secondary, more likely than not, because they lost a lot of players. But it's like they're going to come online offensively, and then they're going to be like, holy shit, we are so much better with an actual fucking quarterback than we than without one, and they're going to fucking destroy some of the teams that are in their division, namely the team that I'm talking about right now. Like, I just despise the Minnesota Vikings and how stupid some of the conversations that they have are, you know, where they just like, they just like, I hate it whenever people shit on good football players when it's just like, obviously there's a huge problem. There's problems with their defense, with it not being as good as people thought it was and people saying, yeah, yeah we'll just play defense against Aaron Rodgers. And it's like, yeah, you don't think that uh, the majority of your division has been trying to do that for the last like, 15 years we'll just play defense it's like you need offense pro and then on top of that right when it comes to the vikings you also got you know them just going with a quarterback that just to me is just i mean he's overrated overrated in my opinion and i'm usually a stats guy but even i'm like yeah his stats are kind of funky but anyways um past you know past the minnesota vikings past Cincinnati not getting an offensive lineman um, in the first round and seeing how terrible because I forgot how terrible they were at a, at a line and then I saw them against Jacksonville and I was just like yeah that's not it's not very good but then kind of like moving past that right I also saw some Broncos games right let me also read what I had in my journal what did I have in my journal Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I just read what I needed to read. I was watching the Denver Broncos game, right? Against, um, I think it was the Chargers or something like that. Um, last year. Again, I watched a lot of football this, this weekend. I'm watching that game. It's like, I'm watching Vic Vangio and his 
coaching staff essentially say to Justin Herbert and the Chargers, hey, we don't really care who you guys have onto the football field. We'll just play a very, very standard, basic defense with like fifth and sixth corners. Like they did it with Josh Allen the week prior to the Chargers game. I was listening to the broadcast, which I very, very rarely do. And they were like, yeah, um, they strolled out fifth and sixth cornerbacks against Stefan Diggs and the uh, the Buffalo Bills. And they were like, yeah, this is going to this is going to work. We're going to play man coverage. We're not going to play zone. We're going to play man coverage against fucking Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley. And they fucking sliced and diced up their third or not third corners. their fifth and sixth corners. It's like, what, what, what are you doing? Right. And I was watching Drew Locke. And. You know, I have a bias against Drew Locke. I don't like him as a quarterback. I don't like him at all. But even I had to admit, he played a solid game against the Chargers, right? And that Chargers game, I believe, was like the end of season game, right? It was a bad game for Jerry Judy. And I'll get into that in a second. But that Chargers game, it was a great game for Drew Locke. I mean, he was hitting a lot of his throws. There was like... He maybe should have had, I would say, 100 to 150, maybe 200 additional yards in that game. That was just lost because of drops, primarily coming from Jerry Judy. Like, literally, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a guy, like, not have issues with his hands ever, like, in his entire playing career, have issues catching the football, like, as a pro. Like, usually it's, like, problems that you have in college, they get exacerbated when you're in the NFL. And then it's like he never had issues dropping the football in college. And then he goes to the pros and he has like significant uh, issues. And I'm just like, wow, that's not good. But it's like the weird thing was, and this is why I still have like a lot of faith in Jerry Judy and why I don't get the shit that's being flung his way. And it's just like, why I'm just like, wow, people are fucking idiots because people were criticizing Jerry Judy. I get, I get it. I get the criticism about like him dropping passes, but like some mouth breather was like you know like oh man like jerry judy he wasn't worth a first round pick like he he has to get better now right and it says no no he doesn't like and also you're missing the point with jerry judy jerry judy's a route runner and jerry judy judy excuse me was awesome in that chargers game when it came to getting separation and that's like the most important thing to me about a wide receiver it's like can you generate separation as a wide receiver and it's like jerry judy was getting so much separation I mean, he, it, like, the reason why he was dropping passes wasn't because the DBs were interfering with, with the ball. He was dropping passes because of his concentration issues. Like, it was it was so weird to watch because I was like, wow, like, Jerry Judy is an awesome route runner, awesome wide receiver, and for the love of Christ, he can't catch anything thrown his way at all whatsoever. And, um, but, um, but with his drops, I was like, like, he can learn. He, like, like he, he can learn how to catch passes he just needs to work on concentration and things of that nature as a pro and he will but it was like to me it was just like holy shit like jerry judy is just not having a good game today at all whatsoever also let me send a big shout out to one of my guys who plays for the bears darnell mooney super high on this guy stupid like i am so fucking high on darnell mooney i think he is a fantastic wide receiver that is that is not being like that has not had the spotlight be shown at, at him at all. I can't wait to see what Justin Fields does 
in the next couple of years. Hopefully, Allen Robinson stays with the team. But, hey, I get why he will not, why he wouldn't fucking stay uh, as a fucking Bear because the Bears are just dysfunctional as fuck, even though they they did have a good draft this year. But, um, like, uh, big shout-out to Darnell Moody. I'm watching, I'm watching the Bears and the Bucks again right now as well, as well as, like, the Patriots and the Detroit Lions again. But, um, like with Jerry Judy and the Broncos, it's like, he just, he needs, he needs more reps and he also, maybe not more reps is the best way to describe it, but he needs more, he needs work on the jugs machine, which is the machine that essentially like, it's like a pitching machine. You know, if you're a batter, you work on the pitching machine or whatever to, you know, to help, you know, with your batting or whatever. It's like that, except with receivers, it's, you know, a ball will be thrown at you via, via machine. And, you know, you're going to catch it. It's essentially like simulating somebody throwing a football at you, right? And he just needs to hit that a little bit more often as well. Not really that worried about him. But it's like if you could – but I, I kind of want to swing back to Drew Locke. If you could tell me like that Drew Locke will essentially be what he was with the Chargers that game against the Broncos, if you could tell me like, yeah, he's going to be that game, like – Every single, he's not that game. He's going to be that player every single game or the majority of the games in the season. Wouldn't have a problem if you, if you um, put your faith in Drew Locke. The only issue is, is that I've seen all of his other games. I've seen like three or four games where he's just nowhere even near the level that he played at with the Chargers, right? And um, I was like, all right, like if he's that, if he's the Chargers every single, for like the majority of the games of the season, I'll take that every single day of the week. If he is not Chargers Drew Locke, I want him out. I want him out so quickly, so fast. Like I want his, I want my freaking head to spin uh, with how fast he would be out of the Denver Broncos starting slot. In my opinion, I mean, he, he just, he, he's just, I, I can't make heads or tails of this guy. You know, maybe not. I can't make heads or tails. I can, but it's just like. I don't know if he will be that guy. And everybody will, will look at the the like tiny droplet of water in a very dry bucket and say that he can like they'll look at they'll look at him as like a half as like a glass half full guy when there's like no water in the bucket. There's only a tiny droplet. Better analogy for what I was trying to say. And it's like with Drew Locke, I'm just like, bro, this guy has absolutely no consistency with his game whatsoever right except for the Chargers game again that was probably his best game of his career right but it's like outside of that football game I have seen him play incredible like, like let me the a perfect example is the Jets weren't they close in like the Jets game let me look up the Denver let me look up Julak let me look up his numbers to kind of like give you insight like why am I trying to like First and foremost, turnover machine, right? 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Terrible, terrible numbers, right? But then, let's take a look at his 2020 game logs, right? Let's do the same thing that we did with Kirk Cousins with Drew Locke, right? So, first and foremost, he was inactive in, like, two games this season. Then he gets put on the the uh, the COVID-19 list against New Orleans, where him and the entirety of the quarterback room had, like, spread corona, the entirety of the quarterback room and you may not have remembered this but they had to like run out a fucking wide receiver as a quarterback so there you go let me also plug in my computer my computer's almost out of battery hold up 
Give me like a minute. Hold on. All right. Cool. <clears throat> but uh, let's take a look at Drew Lock, right? Where's the Jets game? I kind of just want to take a look at it. Because he did play up against the Jets. New York. Oh, no. He didn't play up against the Jets. Huh. I remember that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Who did they call... Who did they cart out then on the Jets? Who's who's playing this game? It was like it was a win for the for the Broncos, but I was like, man, the Broncos they sure did suck during that game. Yeah, I'm not remembering this at all. Brett Rippin. Oh my god, that was also I remember that that game was a primetime game because that was like one of the primetime games for the Denver Broncos that I had. That game, that game was terrible. Oh my god, but yeah, you know what? As I look at his numbers, oh, no, never mind. I'm like, I was about to say something positive about his numbers, but then I was like, I saw two consecutive games. I'm watching two games where he had, like, zero touchdowns and two interceptions, and I'm just like, oh, God, that's not good. That's not good at all. And then I'm looking, like, at all of his numbers, and then I'm just like... <clears throat> and, and if you're wanting... Oh, yeah, by the way, sorry, the second Chargers game wasn't the final game of the season it was the second final it was the second to last game of the season my my apologies but for conference for like context if you're trying to look this up it's not the first charger game where he actually played relatively well and they won 31 to 30 that i'm talking about and referring to it's the second one where they lost 16 and 19 and he had like a 51 percent completion percentage where like and he also had a 50.3 pass rating which it's like again he didn't play terribly like, his numbers will say he did. He didn't play terribly. Like, there were some throws that I was just like, wow, like, Jerry Judy should have caught, like, a bunch of the passes that he had dropped. Like, he was, like, I think 4 for 12 or something stupid like that. But it's like, yeah. Like, there's times where I was watching that game, and I was like, holy shit, like, Drew Locke is, is spinning it. He's ripping it. He's Brett ripping. In name alone. You know? Not in play, because Brett Rippon, uh, he didn't necessarily have a good game against the Jets. But they won. But it's kind of like that, you know. It's like, where I was watching where I was watching him play, where I was watching Drew Locke play, and I was like, holy shit, like, Drew Locke, he's spinning it a little bit, you know. But it's just, it's just such lack of consistency, right? Because if you told me I got the same guy that was playing, I mean, we've, we've been over this a, a bajillion times now. But it's like, I mean, even against games where they win, right? And this is why I'm just like, I hate his numbers. Like, he was 18 for 30 <clears throat> against Miami, where Miami 1,000% should have won this game. 18 of 30, zero touchdowns, one interception. He was the anchor. He was the dead weight on the football team, right? <clears throat> but they won it, like 20 to 13, right? I don't know. They were probably playing up against Tua, right? They're in this game. Mm, were they playing up against Tua? Yeah, they were. They were playing up against Fitzpatrick and Tua. But I don't know if, like, Tua was starting or whatever. I think Tua... I mean, they both had, like... Tua had 20 attempts, and Fitzpatrick had 18. And it's like... I mean, Tua got sacked fucking six times against the Broncos. Jesus Christ. So that's bad. But it's like, my point with, like, Drew Locke... And my point with, like like him going forward is like I just I have so little faith in this quarterback but 
I also get it. Like, it's, it's a weird dichotomy. It's like, I get why people are so stoked on him. I just, I don't, like, I completely disagree with the analysis of, like, him being able to come back and be anywhere near the level of certain quarterbacks. Like, Josh Allen and Dak Prescott. Like, everybody says, like, look at these quarterbacks. They didn't come online until their third season. And I'm just like, yeah, but, like, Josh Allen and Dak actually went to playoff games before uh, their third year right? And yeah, they popped off in their third year and they won playoff games in their third years, respectively. But, um, like, am I going to get the same level of production from Drew Locke in his third year? Fuck no. They're not a fucking playoff team. And they have a good roster, too. That's the sad thing, is that they have a, a fantastic roster. Nowhere near the playoffs. But, I also understand the Pat Sertan pick, right? Kind of getting into, you know, Patrick Sertan and things of that nature. Well, like Patrick Sertan being drafted and being a Denver Bronco, right? Where Sertan is essentially going in and he's going to be one of their starting corners. He may be their number two to Kyle Fuller's number one. And they're going to play a bunch of man. And that's how they want to play um, in coverage, essentially, right? They had a whole bunch of injuries last year. And their corners are were not as good as um, Sertan and Kyle Fuller, to be honest with you. So that's what they want to do. They want to go ahead and they want to play man coverage, which they 1,000% can and not only can, but they will. And Patrick Sertan, he'll help out a lot in that, in that aspect. But he won't help them win football games because they don't have a quarterback. I don't believe in Teddy Bridgewater whatsoever. I don't believe in, in Drew Locke, even though I liked the Chargers game. But it's like, <clears throat> when it comes to Sertan and when it comes to, like, the uh, the Broncos, I mean, I, I like Von Miller as a player. You know, he's entering the back nine of his career as well. We'll kind of see about that. Bradley Chubb, not only up and up about him, but we'll kind of see about him as well. But it's like, I mean, Denver kind of just fucking sucks because their roster is really, really good. They're missing some pieces on the offensive line, but, you know, for the most part, I like their roster. Especially on offense. They're fucking loaded, man. I mean, they got five players at the five most important positions. They got three wideouts, a tight end, and their starting running back is Melvin Gordon. And then they got Javante Williams. Like, they got a good roster, man. It's, like, similar to Dallas's when it comes to how many awesome players that they have just in, just in uh, the wide receiving core. The reality of the situation is with Denver, and I can understand why Aaron wants to go there, is because of, like, how many fucking weapons they got, bro. Holy shit, they got a lot of weapons just for Aaron Rodgers. And it's like it wouldn't necessarily be like that big of a move out to Colorado when it comes to just how many weapons they have. But when it comes to Denver, man, uh, I think I think it was reported today. And I, I, I'm iffy on the reporting because I, I, I'm so skeptical about anything that comes out now about Aaron Rodgers and the reporting for you know, <clears throat> the reporting for um, his leaving and stuff like that. I'm just super skeptical about everything now. But essentially, like, the reporting, as far as I understand it, is that he does want to go to the Denver Broncos. But again, I'm not really, like, only up and up on how accurate that is. But he does want to go to the Denver Broncos, right? And, like, in the case of the Denver Broncos, right? In the case of like 
you know, what does that make for, like, does, like, what does that mean? What does that mean for the Denver Broncos and for, you know, that division as well? And it's like, well, it probably means that uh, the Denver Broncos are probably going to be, like, you know, a playoff contender if Aaron is going to be there, a Super Bowl contender more likely than not. But but I don't necessarily know. We'll, we'll kind of, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Like, I don't necessarily know. <clears throat> I don't really know if that's even going to fucking happen yet. So, again, we'll kind of see what happens with Denver and with all this other shit. And, I mean, it's just it's just a lot of shit happening with Denver and things of that nature. So, yeah, Denver's a mess. Um, get a real quarterback. That's my response. Minnesota, you're a mess. Get a real quarterback uh, is what I would say. Um, here's a real quarterback and we'll end with this, right? Again, I'm super tired and it's like two o'clock in the morning. Here's something that I was, uh, watching as well. And I spent like my Saturday for like, it was, it was like, I, I spent my Saturday, how I spent, um, excuse me, my Saturdays in the fall watching like almost 12 hours of football where I was watching, like, I was watching, um, the spring game for Oklahoma, right? And it was this very, very weird, this weird, like, hilarious format where, like, Lincoln Riley just, like, put all of the stakes against his offense, right? Where he's just like, all right, offense, you're going to be down by, like, 21 points. Um, if the defense gets a interception, that's three points. If they get a stop on fourth down, that's three points. If they, like, <laughs> if they pick you off, that's three points. Like, they had all of these other ways to give the defense more points and then they also like gave the um gave the de- defense this like significant gave the offense excuse me this significantly uh this significant handicap and deficit and the offense still won the football game it was like 30 something or something i forgot what the actual final score of the game was but it's like as i was watching the Oklahoma spring game i was i was impressed with all of the quarterbacks not named <laughs> not named Spencer Rattler, which is weird because I mean, if you've watched this podcast, you know how stupidly high I am on Spencer Rattler, right? Like I think he's one of the best quarterbacks coming out of the draft next year. I think like he could potentially, I hope you like, I'll, I'll talk about here him in a second. I hope that he does not come out of the draft or um, not come out of uh, college next year because I think he has a lot of work to do. But Spencer, to me, not even Spencer, but there's this guy. His name is, uh, what was his name? His name is, uh, let me try and find the freaking game. Did I delete it? I am not sure. Like, did I delete the spring game? I think I did. But, like, Spencer Rattler was not good in the spring game. And I get it. It's the spring game. And, you know, it, you shouldn't necessarily take a whole lot from it. And, like, I, I get it. I get it. Trust me. I get it. I get it. But when I was watching the spring game, like, Spencer Rattler was super inaccurate. Like, ridiculously inaccurate. And I was just like, I thought we were past this. I thought we were, like, I thought, I thought he would not have these issues that he had uh, in the spring game as he did, like, as he literally did, like, this year. It was super weird, man. It, it kind of sucked. It was, like, it was it was disappointing 
that he had so many struggles when it came to his ability to accurately and consistently deliver the ball with precision. Um, you know, like, like because I thought I thought he wouldn't have these issues. You know, and it kind of just it fucking sucks. But Oklahoma's building something special, man. They got this other guy that I really really like as well. His name is um, Caleb Williams. I think he's out of Texas or something like that. He had a really, really, really fantastic spring game. And I know the spring game happened around, like, I mean, this happened almost two months ago. But Caleb Williams had had, like, a fantastic, like, a stupidly fantastic spring game where he had shown better processing of defenses and a better understanding of the offense than Spencer Rattler did, in my opinion. And he was way more accurate and way more precise with his decision-making and with his throws than, for example, a Spencer Rattler. And, I mean, it was just a really, really awesome showcase of what they have coming behind uh, Spencer Rattler and a Caleb Williams. And I really, really hope he stays on with Oklahoma because I also think he's going to be something special as well. So Caleb Williams had a better showcase to me than Spencer Rattler. And I will say this, like, Spencer Rattler is super boom bust. Gigantic arm, awesome precision, downfield throwing from Spencer Rattler but like Spencer Rattler <clears throat> also like the problem with me uh, like like Spencer Rattler like maybe not the problem but like the positive about Spencer Rattler is like he will fucking chuck a ball downfield like 50 fucking yards in a like tight coverage and it will be a accurate ball or it will be a ball where they can like make a play on it he is super gunslinger like he is super Brett Favre I'm going to fucking take people's fucking heads off with um, with just like like fucking my arm strength and my downfield throwing and things of that nature. I'm just going to do I'm just going to fucking chuck the ball down the field and I'm going to do that because of how awesome I am with a football. Right. And it's like when when I like like and that's Spencer Rattler to like a T. Right. But he also is missing some very, very basic like you know, just very, very basic technical things that I'm that I'm kind of disappointed that he didn't necessarily work on. And again, he's got a lot of time in, but but I just wanted to see a tighter spring game, you know? I just wanted to see a tighter spring game. He's just inaccurate. Like, and, and what I mean by, like, inaccurate, like, he was inaccurate with, for example, the intermediate stuff and the short stuff. Like, the short routes, the quick routes, the mid-range routes, he was fine with, like, the deep routes. And even with the deep routes, like, the, you know, the 50-yard um, bomb that he had had, it could have been picked off, uh, if I'm being honest. And, um, like, it, like to me, he's the Heisman front runner. I, I talked about how high I am on Oklahoma and how I think that they're going to be potentially a, like, a, a national championship contender for, like, the first time in their entire career. But, um, I mean, Spencer... He, he's a hard evaluation, man, because he has so much upside, but he just, he is so untechnical and unmechanical. Like, he just, he his game needs to tighten up so fucking hard. And it's it's weird. Like, again, we're, may, we're maybe seeing, you know, the process and not the final product, you know, and that can always dissuade you. And you know, that could always, like, dissuade, dissuade you negatively in certain things and stuff like that. But it's like in Spencer Rattler's case, like he, he he to me was better last season at the end of the season against. Let me see the Florida game. Let me like 
pull up some clips from the Florida game. But he was better in the Florida game. I mean, they smoked Florida. Like, everybody was chanting, like, SEC, SEC, like, mocking the SEC, right? Because everybody talks about um, how awesome, like, the SEC is versus versus um, the uh, the Big 12. And it didn't matter at all. Let me check it out. Oh, this is, like, a 30-minute video. Uh, let me kind of check this out. I don't want, like, a 30-minute video. I kind of want, like quick little like some some yeah yeah and it's like i'm watching i'm watching the highlights for for like the the florida game and it's like bang bang you know it's like he sees it he processes it he processes 14 i think that's marvin mims or curly rambo it's like it's bang bang he processes he he sees that like he sees he sees the throw that he's supposed to make and he makes it right it's quick it's it's within like how fast was it is in two seconds. Like the ball's in and out of his hands within two seconds. Like literally, it's it's like the the ball was snapped at like ten thirty one, and then he gets the ball out of his hands within like at like ten thirty, and the ball is in his receiver's hands at ten twenty nine, or not ten twenty nine. Excuse me, fourteen thirty. This is first quarter timestamps, by the way. If you don't know what I'm saying, like fourteen thirty one is when the ball gets snapped. It looks like fourteen thirty is when he's essentially throwing the ball at 14:29 is when the ball will get there to his receiver's hand. So it's bang bang, it's quick. And it's like uh, like I didn't see any of this at all. Like I didn't see the accurate decision making, I didn't see the processing that I would have liked. And um it 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 is semi disappointing. By semi I mean it it kind of sucks. It, it does kind of suck. And then I'm watching Ramondre Stevenson and I'm just like, "Wow, that kind of sucks that he went to the Patriots. I kind of wanted him as a Cowboy." Yeah, but it's also like, I mean, like, I'm like again. I watched the Cotton Bowl this year. I think I even casted it as well. I I watched the Cotton Bowl, and it's like he was fantastic. Like Rattler was awesome in the Cotton Bowl. I mean, he has a fucking he gets blasted and blown up on like the first, on like the first first and foremost. Let, like, let's just be honest about this. Significantly outplayed Kyle Trask. Like, it was not close. Significantly outplayed Kyle Trask, right? And it's like, he has this quick and easy fade or go go route to Marvin Mims in the back of the end zone on, like, the first series of the game. And it's a fucking money ball. It is money. It's prime real estate type of shit. And it's like, I like I like I I don't know what happened in the spring game. I'll just like I mean I I don't know. I'll just account it to like I'll just account for. I'll just say like essentially like it was just, you know, it it is it is what it is. It was the spring game. We're watching him in process. But it's like I I don't I don't I don't understand that shit at all. I don't know why he had such a bad spring game. Caleb Williams to me outplayed him. But holy shit, bro. Is this shit like I mean he had an awesome, awesome, like, second half of his season. To me, he's, like, the number one overall pick next season, to me, if he comes out of college. But, you know. Oop. Wait, what is this? Sorry about this. Sorry about that. But um, we'll kind of see what happens. It was just, like, sorry about that. My microphone gain was, like, super, super high up. I apologize if my audio is fucked up for, like, the majority of the podcast. I didn't realize that at all. I just, like, moved my daub. 
my my little like knob or whatever on my freaking microphone and i was just like wow that's kind of bad anyways also like something that i saw like this weekend as well was billy bowman the wide receiver out of texas now turned into like a slot db which it's like i guess it was because like i mean he wasn't gonna play apparently or something like that they were just like yeah you're not gonna play um, we, we have like three guys, like we're going to move out a bunch of guys and they're like, Hey, if you want to play football, then you have to play DB, which I guess shows his love of the football love of the sport or whatever. But I mean, he's like the number one wide receiver out of Texas. So, you know, it fucking sucks. Cause it's like, I wanted to see him play wide receiver, but he's a big dude. Like he's a, he's a big slot receiver, maybe not a big slot receiver, but it's like, he is a good sized slot receiver. He's not slot receiver, like a good size, like slot corner, right? And for somebody who's like not really played the position like at all in his entire career, he was an awesome corner. Like he was making like some really, really awesome plays. And I was just like, wait, that's Billy. It's like, I was like, I, I thought like, um, the, uh, the network that I was watching was like, I thought they had made like a mistake in showcasing off Billy Bowman because I was like, wait a second, like, like he's not a DB, he's a wideout. Like, why, why do you have him as like a notable defensive player for Oklahoma? And then they were like, no, he's he's a wide, he's a he's a DB, and he one thousand percent was. And he was awesome at it too, which is weird. He, you know, like again, he was a rookie, not a rookie, but he's a freshman, comes in and gets like legitimate snaps, and he changed his position and he's playing like. A really, really hard position, which is, you know, slot corner. And, I mean, he understood so much about leverage and, like, <clears throat> positioning and things of that nature. He is such a smart football. I really, 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 really hope that he transitions back to playing wide out and, may, like, maybe does both, you know? Like, plays both sides. I know that that's, like, not necessarily something that happens a lot, but I hope he does play both because he is spectacular. So, we'll kind of see about Billy Bowman as well because... Billy is, I mean, he is such an awesome football player. At least what I saw from the spring game. So, we'll kind of see what happens there. <clears throat> is there, like, anything else that I learned from that game? Um, Oklahoma is real. Oklahoma is coming. I, They're coming for people, man. I, I think that they're going to be in the playoffs again this year. I mean, they're probably going to be in the national championship this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they won one, if they won it this year, because uh, they're fucking loaded, man. They got a really, really nice defense. They got real—I mean, they're they're loaded on offense again, but I don't think they're going to give up, like, a bajillion points. Like, they've always given up every single year, and it seems like they finally figured it out where they're just, like, not terrible anymore, where they're actually like, oh, they're kind of solid. They're actually kind of good now. Oh, my God. I'm watching—again, I'm watching— like, as I, as I was talking about this, I've been watching, like, Florida versus Oklahoma. I completely forgot, like, Kyle Trash got fucking benched during that game. Like, he got benched for, like, the number two guy. For number for the number two quarterback. I was like, oh, my God. Like, this isn't good, bro. And then the, the, the second quarterback led Florida downfield. <clears throat> down the field, excuse me. On, like, a touchdown drive, making the score, like, I think in the second quarter, like, 10 to 17, I was like, bro, that's not good. Bro, that's not good. There he is again. There's Kyle. On the field. 
Jesus Christ, man. But anyways. I mean, we'll see. We'll see, bro. We'll see about Oklahoma and what they have to offer and things of that nature. But, I mean, I like what they're doing out in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, pretty good football team. Coached by a stupidly fantastic coach. Excuse me. Anything else I got to talk about today? Because I am already tired. I want to fucking peace out. Things of that nature. Anything else I got written in my journal? Because I'm like flipping through my pages and things of that nature. Oh, yeah. the The weird shit that's going on with like... The weird shit that's going on with like Tim Tebow. And how he's going to play tight end. Which it's like. I, I, I said this about like Lamar. And I'll say this about like Dak and things of that nature. Like Tim Tebow is a big ass human being and things of that nature. But it's like to me. Like is he going to be a receiving tight end or a blocking tight end? Because you know I think it's easier to be a blocking tight end than a receiving tight end. But it's like. Still at the same token, I mean, you're playing fucking tight end, bro. You know, it's different. It really is different from being a quarterback. And my other question is, like, like they're, they're talking about how he's going to help them win games and how he's going to, you know, help them be a, a better football team or whatever. And it's like, like, all right, sure. All right, cool. <clears throat> but, you know... Like, he's Tim Tebow. He was a quarterback, and he wasn't that good of a quarterback to begin with. I know a lot of people are going to get, like, super triggered about that response. Like, everybody's going to be like, Tim Tebow was awesome. Tim Tebow was great. Tim Tebow was a Heisman. Like, he was awesome. And and it's like, all right, all right, uh, quiet down. Like, Tim Tebow was, in the NFL, a average quarterback. Excuse me. A below average quarterback that everybody hyped up as a average quarterback in the NFL fucking was like, pfft. No, he's, he's terrible. He's a joke. So. But, um, oh my God, like Tim Tebow, man, as a fucking first rounder, not a first rounder, but as like a tight end helping the Jags out, I would have liked to have seen him potentially maybe be a, a backup quarterback and like help Trevor Lawrence with processing information and things of that nature and breaking down coverages over like him being a a actual like player on the roster that is playing the sport. And then it's like, I don't know their situation when it, with tight ends or whatever, but it's like, is there tight end that they have on their roster now? Like, and, and I don't know. I don't know, man, because it's like the reality of the situation is like their tight ends that they have this year are probably going to be better than Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow's a big-ass human being, but, like, we'll, we'll kind of see. It's like Rico Gathers, kind of. It's like, it's a stretch. It's a reach. I don't really know what's going to happen. I don't know, man. But the whole Tim Tebow thing, like, it, Tim Tebow, everybody, like, a lot of people like Tim Tebow. Um, so if you mention his name, like, people are going to fucking lose their minds. So I'm not really sure. Like, we'll kind of see what happens with Tim, with Tim Tebow or whatever. I'm not really going to 
worry about it that much. It's not one of those things that moves the needles one way or another for me. So it's just one of those things that I'm just like, I like I couldn't really care less about it at all. So, yeah, it is what it is for me. Anything else I got to talk about today? No, besides the whole like Tim Tebow fucking thing. Also, by the way, not a big UT guy. I am from Central Texas. I mean, I talk about it all the time from Central Texas. UT is like the big presence. UT has like the only presence college-wise there. I do like Steve Sarkeesian to UT. And the only reason why I'm talking about UT right now is because like UT. And I don't even like to refer to UT as Texas or as the University of. I I just refer to it as UT because that's, again, I was raised like that. But it's like UT, man, they have a lot of really, really interesting players. They have that running back that like popped off in um the Valero the Alamo Bowl number five who like fucking popped off dude he was a freshman and he fucking destroyed Colorado and I mean he was awesome in that game I remember I was watching that game live and I was like who is that guy and why didn't he play more this year it's like you probably play him more this year you probably beat Oklahoma in the Red River Bowl but you know UT, man, that five guy, holy smokes, man. He was a fantastic football player. But UT, like, I don't know. UT is UT is definitely interesting as a football team. But it's like they're the Dallas Cowboys in the sense of just, like, they are overrated and over Like, their players are nowhere near the players that, like, every other football team has and things of that nature. But, again, we'll see. See about all these football teams and things of that nature. Good golly, am I super tired? <clears throat> Anyways, um, I'm peacing out here. It's like two o'clock in the morning. Is there anything else? I feel like I have something else to talk about, but I really also don't have anything else to talk about. I'm super tired. Anything else I got to talk about here today as I log off? God, I sound like a boomer. As I log off tonight, what is that? As I, what, what, what do like radio broadcasters sound off? Signing off. There we go. Not sound off, but signing off. Jesus Christ. But yeah, I was watching. I was gonna watch um, this Dallas Cowboy draft show, and I just like, I'm just so like, we've broken down the draft ad nauseum with the with the Cowboys, where it's just like, I don't really need somebody else to tell me essentially what I already know. I watched, like, so many different hours of, like, coverage for the draft or whatever that it's, like, it's literally just getting to the point where everything is sounding repetitive for me. So, we'll kind of see what happens. Um, the schedule release will happen on Wednesday. Um, we already know, for the most part, the majority of the teams and things of that nature. I'll be making, like, some, some, uh, some like, what is it? What's it called? Like... I'll be, I'll be like making like some observations or whatever about this schedule or whatever as it comes out within the next couple of days. But we'll be looking at a lot of teams. But I mean, I can look up who's playing who right now. But we don't really have who's playing who when, you know, when. And that's what we'll know. I'm, I'm again, I'm losing my mind. But we don't have like the actual times of when players and teams are playing up against certain teams and stuff like that. I will say this, right? As I was watching, what was I watching? 
Oh, yeah. I, I was, like, reading this article from, like, Peter King. And Peter King, he put money on, like, the NFL wants interesting football teams, right? Interesting football games this season. And I'll leave you with this. And I think this is an interesting, like, perspective, right? The NFL wants interesting football games, obviously, to, like, generate interest for the football season and, you know, and to, like, you know, like, um, to have, like, interesting – or not interest, uh, like, interesting, excuse me, but he wants, like but, – but the NFL, they, they want – they want certain things there. They're not certain things there. Oh my God, I'm losing. I am like losing my mind. I am so sorry. But um, the NFL wants to garner interest and things of that nature for the league, right? So what they'll probably do is they'll have like a really, really like super, super, super like popular game being the first game of the year, right? And essentially what that'll probably be is it'll be a couple of different games. The first game on Thursday night football, like, like will be probably the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus X team, right? Because they want, they want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to have, they're going to hang the banner. It's going to be an exciting time. It's going to be the introduction to the NFL. Once again, blah, 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 blah. Right. But the teams that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to play against are going to be interesting as well, because it could be, for example, teams like the Saints and the Giants, which the Giants, to me, are going to get smoked if they play against them, and it's just not going to be an interesting football game. Peter King said as much. I'm kind of stealing that from Peter King. But then it could be also two teams like, and Peter King mentions this. As, I'm not. This isn't me thinking this. This is Peter King 1,000%. But and then he also mentions like teams like the Bills and the Cowboys being the season opener as well. And when you think about it from that perspective, when you think about it like, all right, if the NFL wants to garner a shit ton of interest uh, in – <clears throat> in the uh, in the regular season like one of the main things that i'm super stoked on is that aspect of the season in the sense of like all right if you are going to open up the season with tampa bay hanging up their banners because they didn't do it with the patriots in 2019 when they hung up their banner they opted for the dreadful terrible game that literally nobody asked for the bears versus the packers it was so forgettable but um that football game, not even that football game, excuse me, but like that football game, yeah, that football game, the banner, hanging one, things of that nature, right? That football game with Tampa Bay versus the Bills and the Cowboys, like that football game will will pretend, like I, I don't know about the interest, but it's like that football game should be interesting, right? Because of the Bills potentially being there and that's a good football team going up against another good football team and the Cowboys as well, which everybody will put eyes on the Cowboys. The reason why I would put some money on it, reason why I don't think it's going to be the season opener with the Cowboys and the Bucks, is because usually they like to have the Cowboys on Sunday night football or on like some type of a primetime game or something like that um, on Sunday, right? To garner interest in the games on Sunday. Because it's like Cowboy fans are a fucking gigantic draw and you can't have the Cowboy fans be the first game of the week on Thursday and then not show up on Sunday, right? That's just my opinion because it's like usually Cowboy fans will sit around and watch football all day long waiting for the Cowboys to play or whatever. And then they'll transition into Sunday night football. It's also why, if you don't know, it's also why like the Cowboys aren't necessarily on like Thursday night football that much. They are on Thursday night football, but they're not on it that much because of like shit like that. Because people are like, yeah, we don't really want them to be on 
non-Sunday games. Like, people don't want... If people aren't going to admit it, I'll fucking admit it. Like, people want the Cowboys <clears throat> on Sunday, right? So, in that particular case, yeah. Like, I, I don't think right now the Cowboys will be the team that plays the... Um, plays on Thursday against, for example, the, um, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They will play up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year, but I don't think as the season opener later on, later on. They will have to play at home, but not necessarily like here, obviously. Maybe not here is the best way to describe it, but not necessarily like they won't be playing Tampa Bay um, with the season opener. Excuse me, like losing my mind here. Anyways, anything else I got to talk about here before I, like, tune out? No. I'm tired. I'm already going over the time limit. I've already worn out my my welcome. I'm peacing out. I'm tired. I've said it twice. It's very true. I'm peacing out. Uh, 24th podcast. I'll see you. I'll see you today, which is technically tomorrow. Again, um, I'll try to not record a podcast literally like stupidly late at night. I'll see you tomorrow. Technically today.